Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. What's up? Welcome to Shark Week here at Penn Cinema Podcast. I forgot my t-shirt. You did? But you've got I yours. You, you've got yours. I knew so it was up. We're good to go. I was like, Shark Week, Jaws is coming up. You got to be ready. You know, before we get to Jaws, we've got E.T. Mm. Isn't it interesting? Like, everyone's talking, not everyone, a lot of people that I come across are like, hey, I heard Jaws is getting re-released in IMAX. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's true, and we're super excited, but uh, this weekend we have E.T. being released in IMAX. And they were like, yes, now two movies to go be bored with. Oh. Oh, David, I could tell you came to play. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> you're, you're not wasting any time. <laughs> you're not messing around. I was like, do I say it? I can you're, say it. <laughs> usually, you want to get warmed up, get a couple yeah. minutes of you know small talk. Friday night, I saw friendly. the for Jaws and IMAX. And I leaned over and I said, that trailer makes this movie look really good. Like, I want to see it. But every time I've been fooled into watching that movie, I get really bored. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. So two of the most. So, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Mm. Two of the most iconic history, iconic movies in the history of film mm. have been branded by David as being boring. More Jaws than E.T. Yeah. I haven't seen E.T. in literally 20 years. No, I saw it when we when we first opened the theater, we booked it as like a Monday night movie mm. and I, I watched it that week. So I was like, let's let's call it 15 years. I haven't seen the movie in 15 years. Yeah, so you were 13. Right. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you watched ET? Uh, geez, just as long. Have Maybe you ever longer. have you ever seen it? Like were you old enough to see it in the theaters when it came no. out? I was. It was. It was early. I remember. Yeah. My local theater had like a special, like, couple days before it opened, and they handed out pins that said like, "I saw ET." Because Kirsten Dunst is similar age to me, so. Who's she? She's a little girl in it. Oh, she was. Yeah. Oh, I never realized she was in it. Yeah. Whatever happened to the kid, the main character, like the boy? I don't know. All right. Well, we're going to have to talk about this for next week's yeah, somebody, episode. Somebody smarter is going to get us. Yeah. We're going to have to do some homework here. Yeah. There you yeah. go. All people can remember about E.T. is Reese's Pieces. And that he phones home. And then he phones home. Yeah. Yeah. I like how, you know, the movie's been heavily edited. Right. And um, like the cops used to have shotguns. And now... I don't know if it'll be in the version that you show here, but it's famously been edited that they all just, instead of guns, they all just have walkie-talkies in their hands. <laughs> they're aiming walkie-talkies? Well, not they're aiming, like when they're like yeah. walking around in town and stuff, yeah. like they're not carrying shotguns. They really <laughs> That's hold, awesome. Hold so the one hand is empty and the other hand has a, has a walkie-talkie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that was the TV edit or something. Oh, that's classic. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into the news. You ready for this? Well, before we get into the news, oh. I just want to let everybody know just to help build the excitement. Okay. This week we have a whole new feature. 
After we do the news, we're going to play a new game hosted by yours truly, <gasps> me. What? And the game is called Over Under, and our very first contestant will be young David Moulton. <laughs> Everyone's ecstatic. Yeah. So before we get to the over-under game, yeah. David, what's in the news? What is in the news? Well, I know when I walked in, <laughs> first thing he said to me is, he was like, shut up. I don't want to hear about your life. Tell me about what you know about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. That's all I wanted to talk about. Yeah. David was trying to tell me about his new sailboat that he bought. I was like, did you know I bought the new sailboat? <laughs> right. I was out on the sea, and I met a mermaid. We're getting married. <laughs> and you said, something's fishy about that. Right. Tell me about the Teenage Mutant right. Turtles. Tell me about the turtles. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rogen made a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, and people were like, is it real? Is oh, it going to happen? Is What's going on with this Seth Rogen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie? Well, it got a title... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, and it got a release date of August 4th, 2023. It's like Crickets. a year from now. <laughs> right. Crickets, but you know what? A year from now, you're going to be like, Turtles is going to be big, man. This kid, We needed a kid's movie this weekend, and Turtles is here. And Seth Rogen? We like Seth Rogen, right? All right. I hear why you're saying that. Yeah. And that, fair enough. I'm like <laughs> guilty as charged. But let me just say this mm. about that. Mm. I have no faith in the franchise of Teenage Mutant Ninja it, Turtles. Has it let you down before? This is a franchise that needs to go away and die <gasps> forever. Go away and die? Yes. Go bury yourself in a little turtle-sized hole and don't come. Come out. What? No, it's going to be animated, though. Does that make a difference? Turtle-sized hole? Yeah, thank you. That's what I said. <laughs> but, but they're, they're human-sized turtles. They'll never fit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you know how space works. <laughs> All right. I need to rethink my terminology. Go bury yourself in a human-sized turtle-shaped hole. <laughs> there you there you go. There you go. <laughs> much better. And don't come out. Um, okay, so if it's animated, that makes me feel a little bit better. But not only have I been burned by Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm. I've also been burned Mr. Rogan in Green... What was he? Green Hornet? Yeah. Nah. Not everything he does is golden. That's what I'm saying. King Midas, he is not. I'm glad that we have Seth Rogen in our lives because I have appreciated some of his comedies. But... He falls in the category, in my book, of somebody who's been so successful that they can make whatever they want to make. Mm. But the ability to make a movie doth not mean that they should be able to make any movie. <laughs> <laughs> what? Right? You see what I'm saying, right? You're blowing my mind. Yeah. Here. I mean, this to me has Sabin films written all over it. Well, it's a Nintendo film. Or not Nintendo, Nickelodeon film. Nickelodeon. Well, that might give it some chance. I don't know. I, I mean, we'll see. Maybe maybe I'll like when we start to see content and we start to look at trailers. Maybe I'll sing a different tune. But until then, I ain't whistling Dixie. As David would say, I ain't buying it. Yeah, I ain't buying it. <laughs> I ain't buying it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think this is going to be one of those things. We're talking about it because um, I don't know if people realize or not, but we were only here a couple days ago. Right. And so there's... Nah, a bit of news. Now, like, to your comment, yeah, I want to take responsibility for something that I was also very wrong about this year. 
And I think you were wrong, too. I think we were both on the same page. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that uh, doesn't sound right. Back I think we have 182 episodes to show that's not true. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. <laughs> David, were we or were we not mm. both, I don't want to say personally excited because we're not the audience, but didn't we think Super Pets was going to be, like, amazing? We thought it would do well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And it did okay. Mm. But first of all, it did not do that great. And second of all, um, in its second weekend, its sophomore frame, (gasps) in its sophomore frame, it dropped like a hot rock and is now kind of neck and neck, like depending on what day and which theater you look at, uh, Super Pets and Minions are both kind of grossing the same, Mm. which to me is a bad sign for Super Pets. And what I, I guess my point is, I could see Turtles playing that same role because next summer we have like some good content in July, some great kids movies coming out. And then by the time you get to August, you're like, okay, you know, here's one that can, we'll throw it in the mix. Mm. So as long as we keep our expectations modest, then I could see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like doing okay. Speaking of frames. Yes. Can I call you out publicly on something? Sure. It's almost been a year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Since a certain amazing person was like, I got you a Dune poster. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to get it framed. Right, right. And then you got, and then they, that person, yeah. the next person got it framed. Yeah. And, and they were like, hey. Yeah. Hold up. Wait, I was. <laughs> I want to, I want to write on the back of this. <laughs> and then it proceeded to sit here and taunt me for months. And Is now it, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I called you out on it. What, what had happened was <laughs> I had a bunch of people in the office that I wanted to impress <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I cleaned everything out. Mm. Now you can see Drew has repopulated the office with cardboard boxes. Right. But so the poster, said poster is framed. It is as framed. You, you know, because yeah, 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 you yeah, saw yeah. it. Yeah. And don't you think it would be cool to have like a little info sheet on the back? Oh, 100%. Like, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. so that's that's what's going on. We're, yeah. It's not gone. It's just out of sight, out of mind. I didn't like give it away to somebody else. <laughs> I'm just glad it didn't just disappear forever. <laughs> hey, hey, Bob, you, you like to Dune, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember why I have this. <laughs> and Bob was like, hey, it was all right. And I'm like, well, here, here, here's a poster. <laughs> it's framed and everything. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, I just teased you. All right. All right. Well, anyway, speaking of Chris Pratt <laughs> and let's staying on the animated. Mm. So would it kill you to know, David? It might. Speaking of doing <laughs> it might. <laughs> this might be the end. I had the clicker and I had two hours of TV watching. Yeah. Ahead of me. Right. I think I clicked on HBO <gasps> and I saw right there in front of me. Watch now. Dune. Oh, my God. But right next to it was the Dark Knight Rises. And I was like, well, Dark Knight Rises. To be fair, that's not enough time to watch Dune. Okay, yeah, right. Which, which, which is why I didn't watch yeah, it. Right, you were like, you know. I need to really commit right, my right, time. And right. I, you know. Yeah, there was people in the house. and yeah, You, know, you got to give it your attention. Full attention. Yeah, full attention. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of animated movies and Chris Pratt, mm. Guardians of the Galaxy guy, um, 
Chris Pratt's animated Garfield movie co-starring Samuel L. Jackson is now scheduled for a February 16th, 2024 release. You know what this has made me think of? Valentine's Day? Yeah. And now this is the day movie. Mm. I've, I'm not going dateless this thanks, this, this Thanksgiving. <laughs> right. Or, or, or <laughs> on Valentine's Day. Start planning now. <laughs> Mark my word. Yeah. But this, so this is perfect, even though it's two days, what, two days after or whatever. Whether you like it or not, <laughs> I'm you, coming. you may be David's Valentine yeah. date. Get ready, right. ladies. Right. It could happen to any of you. <laughs> it's like a PSA. Right. Like, Public watch service out. Yeah. Yeah. You could date this man. <laughs> Right. If you're not careful. <laughs> and then there's testimonies. It happened to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> so there I was at GameStop. You know, they always they always told me it was possible and I never believed. Right. I never I never thought it could happen to me. My parents warned me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be more hilarious than my dating life? Wouldn't it be funny if Samuel L. Jackson played John and Garfield? Yes, yes. And the, but not like, but like as Samuel L. Jackson, right. like these motherfuckers. <laughs> Get this motherfucking Opie to motherfucking Abu Dhabi. <laughs> How about it? How about like? Okay, all right. Here, let me publicly call him out. Yeah. All right, Seth Rogen, quit fooling around with Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtles and make me a live-action R-rated Garfield movie starring Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Pratt. Right. That is a good use of your talents. Yeah, I want them to be like... That lasagna? Yeah. That was the neighbors. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Cooked them up. Right. Yeah. Like, that's something, Seth, that you can do with your time. Hmm. The world does not need your favorite... Just, I know you loved the Turtles... When little twelve-year-old Seth Rogen was blowing his first bong hit and you know <laughs> <laughs> writing whatever, you reading know. pamphlets about right. how, how to not date me. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. You know, so I'm sure you love the turtles, Seth Rogen, but your talent would be better applied to an R-rated live-action Garfield movie, right? Of course. Okay. Obviously. Okay. Now, speaking of insanity, mm. like I feel like this show has totally gone off the rails. <laughs> Speaking of things that have gone off the rails, okay. right? The show. <laughs> Director Chad Stileski. Mm. Now, I don't even like the phrasing of this headline, but I'm going to read it anyway. Director Chad Stahowski, Stahowski admitted there is, quote, a distinct possibility that John Wick could visit now, how do we want to end that sentence? Canada? I mm. know, uh, no. London? They're going to go international? Uh, they did go international. Right, so what's next? What are they going to do, like Fast and Furious, and go to outer space? Interplanetary. Interplanetary, yes. So there's a distinct possibility that John Wick could visit outer space in a future sequel. He goes on to say there is a distinct possibility that it could. I don't know if I would be piloting the ship, but could the character go? Even as a fan, I think the John Wick world is kind of fun and interesting. Can we just pause on that? Are we like, is that like an undersell? Is that like an understatement or like 
to me, I feel like if you're involved in John Wick, like you don't want to call it kind of fun and interesting. You want to call it totally fun and interesting or wildly fun and interesting. Not, mm. not kind of fun and interesting. Okay, I see what you're saying. Okay, okay. So anyway, he says, uh, even as a fan, I think the John Wick world is kind of fun and interesting, but the sky's the limit. We're not coming from an existing IP, so I don't have to follow Batman lore. <laughs> I can do anything. Now, can we deconstruct that statement? Mm. Just because it doesn't have, <laughs> what did he call it? Existing IP. Yeah. What does Batman have to do with this? Well, because like a Batman or any comic book thing, like people are always like, oh, that's not how it does. Or if they, they're adapting a story, they have to stick to the story. Okay, but why does he have to specifically say Batman lore? Popular character. Mm-hmm. That people. <laughs> You're lame. Yeah. You're lame. You're sticking you, up for this lame What are you going to say? <laughs> right. What do you want me to say? No, I think he should have said something like, we're not coming from an existing IP, so I don't have to follow comic, you know, a history of yeah. anything. It's just an example. Okay. Yeah. I just thought it was funny how he said, I don't have to follow Batman. Specifically. Specifically. Yeah. Why didn't Spider-Man follow Batman? More? And then all of a sudden, I pictured John Wick fighting Batman. Well, that, I mean, I would pay to see that. Yes, I would pay big money to see yeah. Christian Bale's Dark Knight going up against Keanu Reeves' John Wick. Oh, no, no. That's a movie that needs to be made. There you go, Seth Rogen. Put that second on your... Actually, no, that's a bad idea for Seth Rogen. That's a good idea for Christopher Nolan. Keanu Reeves as Batman <laughs> versus... <laughs> Christian Bale as John Wick. Christian Bale as oh, John Wick. Oh, I like that. I like yeah. that. That's yeah. the old switcheroo. <laughs> you didn't think that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, clearly the sky is not the limit if they're going to go to space. Right. Yeah. Right. I guess that's what they're saying. Yeah. God bless them. Who would have thought? Go for you, buddy. I don't know. I think that if it gets to that point, John might might be too off the rails, but we'll see. I get what he's saying. He's not saying they are, but right, right. He's just so, saying. so first of all, I want to go on record adamantly opposed mm. to outer space. Yeah, for Mister Wick. Second of all, I am adamantly opposed to outer space. Mildly opposed to John Wick Five. Yeah. I'm with you there too. For me, okay. So for me, what makes John Wick work is that it was our world with a little bit more of this like fantas- right. fantastical right. like rule set. Right. But with every subsequent John Wick movie, although they have been great, the lore gets a little bit further away from reality. Mm-hmm. Like to the point now where it's almost like every other person is an assassin mm-hmm. in, in the real world. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And so it's like, yeah, it's a little less fantastical because the, the amount of people involved are just more and more. Yeah. So. And I just don't like the space idea. Is it because you hate space? Yes. You told me that earlier. I'm an anti-spaceite. You're like, no space. No space for me, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And that's, I think, all the news fit to print. Which brings us to our newest episode, our newest game, fun for the whole family. Oh, my gosh. It's called the Over-Under Game. Over-Under. Once again, how do you not have a record deal? I know. Right. I know. Okay, so what I have in front of me is I'm going to be the host. Oh. With the most. And David will be the uh, contestant. With the least estimate. 
<laughs> what I have before me is the box office results for our Lidditz location. Oh. Just because I know that you're a Lidditz guy, mm. and that's where you attend most movies. Yeah. Um, it generally, our box office generally reflects the national, the domestic. Like, typically, the number one movie in the country is usually also the number one movie in Lidditz. There's some variations. There's some vice versa. Mm. But I thought it would be fun to take a look back at the summer that was. Reflections. Right. You know, I'm always one for some, you know, reflections. Some good yeah. quiet time. So the top three movies since now I'm going back 90 days. Mm. So basically the summer. 90 day fiance, right? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the number one movie in the last three months has been Top Gun, Top Gun, the number two movie, Jurassic World Dominion and the number three movie Thor. Mm. Okay. All pretty obvious. I think you and I thought that Thor might be the, uh, I think we predicted that Thor would outgross Top Gun. Yeah. Way off. Apparently. Way off on that. And I would love for, who's our guy? The Big O? No, who's the, the Abelisk guy? The Abacus. Abacus. Abelisk. <laughs> Didn't I call Top Gun? I think I made a big deal. I think You did make a big deal yeah, on Top yeah. Gun. I will give you that at no point... Did you not think that Top Gun was going to be amazing? Right, right. Okay, so the top three movies are Top Gun, Jurassic World, Dominion, and Thor. So we're going to leave those alone. You can dismiss those from your mind. Okay. Those are the three movies, the top three. I'm calling it for the summer. Okay. Right, that's our top summer movies. But I thought it would be fun to take a walk down the list. Mm. And I'm going to have two movies. I'm going to name two movies, and you're going to tell me over under which movie like, I'm going to name a movie, and then I'm going to name the second movie, and you tell me, did it gross more or less than the first movie? Okay. You understand? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, for example, if I had said Jurassic World Dominion, and then I had said the second movie is Thor. I would say under. You would say under. Okay. And you would be correct. All right? Okay. All right. We're all up to speed. All right. You follow. I follow. All right. Our first pairing is some of these I'm, I went with, like, two totally different movies, and some of these I put, like comparable movies because Ooh. it's kind of fun. Okay, the this first pair of movies would be include one of the Marvel movies, Doctor mm -hmm. Strange. Okay. Picturing it, you remember it? Yeah. Big movie. Yeah. It's exciting. Multiverse of yep. Madness. Yep. The second movie in question is from our friends at the uh what is it? Illumination Studios. Mm. Minions the Rise of Gru over Doctor Strange or under Doctor Strange? Over. Over. You're correct. That rounds out our, our number four and five movies. Gentle, gentle Minions. The Gentle Minions did it, pushed it over. And I want to say, like, by a good bit. Because they kept coming. They kept coming. Doctor Strange died off hard. Exactly right. Doctor Strange had a dramatically almost four times. No, it had more than twice the opening weekend that Minions mm. did. So basically four times. Right. So basically four <laughs> times. Okay. Um, over under the movie in question is Elvis. Okay. And the second movie is Buzz Lightyear. Is Buzz Lightyear over Elvis or under Elvis? I'm going to say under. It is. Yeah. You're correct. Cause I liked both of those movies, but I feel like Buzz Lightyear did not get the 
buzz <laughs> that they thought it was going to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. would. I. 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 You could be tempted to guess Lightyear because it's a kids' movie and it played for a long time. Mm-hmm. But you're absolutely correct. Okay. Now here's two movies that I think have a similar audience. Oh. So you know you're comparing kind of apples to apples. First movie would be Where the Crawdads Sing, mm. which, by the way, is currently still playing at Penn Cinema. And they don't tell you where they actually sing. Right. <laughs> There's actually not really any references to crawdads. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Just spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler off, alert. Right off the top. If you, it's not what you were thinking if you're right. going into it for a certain thing. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a big crawdads guy <laughs> and you're like, finally, a movie for me. <laughs> I got all the albums. Right. <laughs> no, no. You would be disappointed yeah. in this film. Okay. Yeah. So the film in question is Where the Crawdads Sing from Sony Pictures. <clears throat> The comparable film is Downton Abbey, A New Era. Over or under? Over. Over. Yeah. Um, you said that with great confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know one person who has seen mm-hmm. where the crawdads sing, and Downton Abbey has been playing forever. Mm-hmm. Um, just want to point something out to you. Mm. By the time the summer is over, crawdads will be over Downton. Uh, uh, so you're correct. Downton yeah. Abbey is over crawdads, but, but it, first of all, it's close. And second of all, much to my surprise, like earlier today, I was working on Showtimes for next weekend. Mm. I moved Crawdads back to Theater 10. Whoa. It had moved down to like Theater 8, and it sold out all weekend. So I'm moving it back up and moving it wow. up up the thing. So by the time the dust settles on all of this, um, it'll be Crawdads. Isn't that interesting? It is interesting. Yeah. Okay. So here's another pair of comparable movies. How many people ask for their money back when they don't find out where the Crawdads are? <laughs> right, right? All the time. I had one question and I didn't answer. <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay, two comparable films. The film in question is Nope. Mm. Okay. The Jordan Peele movie that we recently watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film, the comparable film is the film, the, both of these titles are from Universal. The comparable film is The Black Phone. Over Nope or under Nope? Oh, that's tough. Mm-hmm. I, I bet they're really close. Mm. And I bet it's going to surprise me. So I'm going to guess over. Incorrect. Really? Really. So Nope did do better. Nope did do better. And that's exactly why I asked it that way, because I thought you would think it was a trick question. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you are correct that they're close. Yeah. They're, they're uh, number. Nope did not perform nearly as well as expected. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, here we've got one. Uh, you remember Mr. Malcolm's List? Yeah. Yeah. That came out uh, in July. Okay, over under. The film in question is Mr. Malcolm's List. Okay. Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Over or under? Under. Dramatically over. What? I, I don't know why I was so surprised about that. Marcel the Shell with Shoes On was, shoes on was slated to be a bigger movie. Mm-hmm. And it, and it should have performed better than uh, Mr. Malcolm's List. But Mr. Malcolm's List was kind of a surprise. Right. And then I know that Marcel also underperformed. So that's why I was like, oh, I bet. Another trick question. Right. But you got me. You got me. You got me. Um, I want to pause before we get to our very last hmm. one. Fun fact. A little trivia, you know, for people like sometimes behind the scenes stuff. Right. In the last 90 days. Well, I'll just give you a guess. Yeah. In the last 90 days, how many different movie titles do you think we've played? 16. 
16? Yeah. <laughs> 77 different titles. In 90 days. In three months. I guess I was only thinking three weeks for some reason. <laughs> right. right. 77 that, titles. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. Um, and then again, before we get to the last question, I just want to review some funny, some surprising statistics. So a movie like, for example, Vengeance. Mm. Remember we watched that and discussed how it it didn't do very well? Mm -hmm. That beat Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Wow. Is that insane? That's insane. Right. Um, Also, uh, Paws of Fury. Remember that? Yeah. That loser? Uh, Paws of Fury beat a variety of things, like The Northman, Firestarter, Crimes of the Future, Fantastic Beasts. Ponyo, Wizard of Oz. Well, this is a kids movie. Sing what are you do with your kids? Yeah, yeah. All right. It's like free babysitting. All right. So the last, the last one I think is kind of an interesting. Mm. And I'm, I'm on. This is a. Uh, it's not a trick question. Okay. It's just a like. They're so, they're right next to each other on the list. Okay. I'm going to give you that clue. All right. Okay. And I'm not going to say I'm not going to say like is this one over or under. I'm just going to name the two movies, and you tell me which one's on top. <sighs> The over. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm ready. The first movie. Hold on. I'm not ready. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you rushing me? (laughs) (laughs) Or as Amy says, why are you always rushing me? Why are you always rushing me? (laughs) Yeah. All right. Okay. All All right. right. Now you ready? Okay. I'm good. (laughs) Okay. The first movie is. Go on. <laughs> All right. The first, I'm just going to name the two movies okay. and you tell me which one did better at the box office Oof. in total. Okay. All right. Bullet train or everything everywhere all at once. Uh, no. <laughs> Bullet train, by the way, is a film starring Brad Pitt, which we will be reviewing our official Penn cinema podcast movie review yeah. in, but moments. Hang on. Let me give you some background information. One of the films, neither one of them had amazing opening weekends. One of the films opened to $8,000 and one of the films opened to $5,000. Just for some comparison. Oh, man. For some comparison. I'm going to say everything everywhere all at once. Wrong. Kind of knew I was. Gonna, I was banking on the fact that everything, everywhere, all at once was in theaters for like months. Right, that's what I was hoping you were going to bank on. Yeah, because it it ran for nine weeks and then we brought it back. And because and Bullet Train just opened three days ago. Right, and it already beat everything, everywhere, all at once, which you and I are both going to uh, crown our movie of the year yeah. in a few months when we do our year end review. And I I I I, I guess I'm not shocked because because I literally. Spoiler alert, just watched Everything Everywhere All at Once with people last night who continuously questioned me over and over again. This was in theaters? Right. So. Yeah. Let me ask you this. That This concludes our game of over-under. Yeah. It was fun, right? It was good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I like that. that. I like yeah. that game. Okay. Let me ask you this. Mm. Speaking of your end, you and I are both walking around, doing our own thing. Yeah. Minding our own business. Right. Confident in the assumption that our movie of the year is going to be everything, everywhere, all at once. Right. 
Now I looked ahead to the schedule to see what could compete with that. You see anything on the schedule? I have one. I have one that could compete with it. Are you going to say Wakanda Forever? Yeah. I would say that's probably the biggest contender yeah. in the way. And I, but I kind of wonder if the fact that Everything Everywhere All at Once was so original, if mm. that'll still keep it on us number one, even though... Right. Even though... But I'll tell you what, I have a really strong number two. What's that? We'll talk about it. Okay. All right. I. All right. Um, if my position will be this, yeah. If Wakanda lives up to the trailer, if if Wakanda lives up to how I feel about the movie today, mm-hmm. the movie that I have not yet seen, if it lives up to how I feel about it today, it'll be my number one because that trailer is off the charts. It is. It's gonna be tough. Yep. It's gonna be, be tough. You ready to talk about trailers? Please. Because oh, we got a ton of yeah. good, uh, quote unquote, actually wait, wait, bad wait, wait, trailers. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> we have a ton of trailers. Yeah. Some of them I'm not confident should be on our list. What weighs more, a ton of good trailers or a ton of bad trailers? Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Stowaway is going to AMC+. Plus. Oh, is it? So yes. we don't even need to talk about that, I Well, guess. we can talk about how bad it looks. Oh, my God, it looks horrible. You know what this movie looks as this uh, Stars the same person and looks just as bad as that movie we reviewed with her before that was a Saban film the to sharks one that was the one where the guy held her daughter who who was it martin morgan freeman i yeah. have no idea yeah. what you're talking about it was about. morgan freeman and he held her daughter captive and he, it might have been a week where you were just like oh i didn't get to see the movie <laughs> what that's weird yeah and and ruby rose had like a a bike, and she had to go and do a bunch of like drug deliveries all night. Oh yeah, yeah, a bike, a motorcycle. Yeah, yes, I do yeah. remember that. Yes. Yeah, it was horrible. This looks just like the same. Well, here's the thing. I felt like I had a David Moulton moment when I watched this trailer, because they show the yacht blowing up. The whole time I'm watching the trailer, I'm thinking to myself, "This yacht's gonna blow up." Yeah. Like it has to, and then they show the yacht blowing up, and it looks fake. Like from a mile away, it looks like a picture of a yacht sitting on the water and somebody superimposed you know, some, some, some gas explosions yeah. on it. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, the, the trailer that we're not talking about is the, the trailer that we've been not talking about for the last 30 seconds it's is Stowaway. Stowaway. Then there's an equally amazing trailer called Control, mm. also a Saban Films. Um, I will say of all of the Saban films of which I only put uh, three of the like six they had that came out this week on here, this was probably the best looking story-wise. You know why I didn't like this? Why? Because to me this is Eleven from Stranger Things. So what? Eleven gets captured again and has to move stuff with her mind again. Well, so I think the thing here... That's more interesting to me is the fact aspect that she didn't have powers, and they capture her and threaten her to do these mundane things. And the more that she does them, eventually she develops telekinetic ability hmm. because she's like, turn the page, turn the page, and then they keep limiting limiting her from being able to do it until she develops like telekinetic abilities. And then the movie looks horrible, but you know, yeah, I just feel like they stole a lot from Stranger Things. Stranger Things stole a lot from the X-Men. Oh, okay. So. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. 
Did Stranger Things steal anything from um, what was that show that was popular in the nineties? Uh, Leave it to Beaver. No, X Files. Is that the name of it? Yeah. Was also, it? took a lot from the X Men. Really. Funny how that works, eh? Funny how that works. Yeah. All right, so Control is blah, Stowaway is blah, and the last Saban films is called One Way. Oof. It stars Machine Gun Kelly, Kevin DeBacon, and a little trivia for you, David. Dre DeMatteo co-stars. Do you know what she's from? No. Sopranos. Really? Yeah. She was uh, Christopher's love interest. Apparently she doesn't know how to sopran- say soprano to bad movies. Yeah. Well, I think... What I saw when I saw her was she's, like, not working. So do you think that Kevin Bacon made this movie just so that <laughs> there could be another degree to him? <laughs> like, I don't want to make this movie, but I got to do something so you can connect these young actors to me. I'd, I honestly have no idea why Kevin Bacon would make this movie. I think he's too good for this movie. Unless he made this movie and then, like, it got sold to Savan Films. And I, I saw this and I thought, isn't he dead? But then I remember that was Patrick Swayze. Oh, is Swayze dead? I thought. I, just, I was just talking to somebody about Roadhouse today. Mm. You know that Swayze movie? And he texted me a clip of Bill Murray talking about Roadhouse. And you were like, am I Bill Murray? Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right, w- walk us through. We have, I think the remaining three are, two of them are good. One of them's tolerable. Dahlia's gone movie about a boy with i'm assuming autism of some degree oh right yeah is uh found in the home with his dead sister mm. and then they, they of course think that the special needs boy did it obviously and they put him in a home and then some guy comes and visits him and he's like actually it was one of these three people that killed your sister and then all of a sudden the guy that needed to live with assisted living is good enough to take a gun and then to go try and kill these people in the real world and survive out there. Don't understand how that you, I, works. I detect, I'm very sensitive to things. Yeah. I detect a subtle tone of skepticism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. How did you do that? I'm, I'm good, David. I've got this. I feel like. Yeah. I can read your mind. Wow. It's too much. Plus, you're very subtle. <laughs> 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 Your particular brand of subtlety makes it so, a little bit easier to so, read. So, <laughs> mm, mm. yeah, no, this doesn't look good. Yeah. All right. Uh, you want to take one of these, or I'll yeah, t- yeah? Um. Well, why don't you take God's Country? Okay, God's Country is from IFC. It stars Thandiwi Newton. Who, if you said to me, "Do you know? Do you know Thandiwi? Thandiwi Newton?" Mm-hmm. I would say, "No, never heard of her." And then you would remind me that I loved her in Mission Impossible. I loved her in Crash. I loved her as the love interest in Run, Fat Boy, Run, a movie that I've talked about on this show a few times. Not that you've cared enough to go watch the movie. I've seen Run, Run Fat Boy, Run. Oh, you did? Yeah, it's uh, it's an Edward Norton film. Oh, beautiful. He's my favorite actor, man. <laughs> Wait. No, it doesn't start. It starts. <laughs> it's not Edward Norton. <laughs> he is my favorite actor, though. But Simon, it's, it's Pegg. Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. Anyway, she is a, like... I, I love how you're like, oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> I, I I hate to admit this, because mm. I hate it when this happens to me, when you say, like, oh, I'm a big... Like, somebody comes on screen, and you're like, oh, I'm a big fan of her. She's awesome. And then your friend is like, 
what else is she in? And you're like, I don't know. And you're like, what's her name? I don't know. She just, she's one of those actors. Like you can't, I can never remember her name, but every time she shows up in a movie, I'm like, oh, cool. She's great. Well, anyway, she plays this role in, uh, God's Country, which looks, I, I think the plot is uh, related to basically single black woman in backwoods, hillbilly, um, racist, I think yeah. is the word we're looking for, uh, country, and her experience of basically sort of trying to defend herself. And, and um, you know, I'm sure there's more to the movie because IFC doesn't make, you know, shallow, cheap movies. Um, but I don't know what else about it other than she looks amazing in it and the reviews that I read from like at least the professional critics who have already seen it are all like talking about her how amazing she was in this movie she's good and the I movie's called God's Country I'm gonna blow your mind here that people probably don't know her from the stuff that you were saying they probably recognize her because she's Solo. from Westworld oh <laughs> she was also in Solo was she? yeah Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. you're you're absolutely right. Yeah. Now that you mention it, she's the main, one of the main stars of Westworld, right? right. Yeah, yeah. All right. So my trailer of the week, but only just by process of elimination. No, you're no, not God's Country. No, I know, but I'm saying we're on the same page. God's Country? No. Oh, about this movie. Yeah. Okay. The Banshees of Inisherin. 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 Uh, Searchlight with Colin Farrell. Um, and it's looks like it's like a drama slash dark comedy, but the comedy is not played out much. Very dark. Very dark. The premise that we can tell is there are two brothers, and one's whoa, a really whoa, whoa. Good brothers or friends. Brothers. Okay. They're brothers. Well, oh. Oh. they call them brothers several times. Huh. Okay. So I don't know if they're actually okay. brothers or, or they're just because they were. The one looks a lot older. Yeah. Okay, but anyway. Uh, and. I think that's why, because they're brothers. Mm. And he's a really good fiddle player. And just one day, from one day to the next. Literally. Literally one day to the next, the older brother's just like, no, I don't want to ever talk to you again. And they're like, well, we're best friends. And they're like, no, we're not, we're not friends anymore. And Colin Farrell struggles to figure out why. The whole town struggles to figure yeah, out why. Like all of a sudden... Like, literally overnight. It's a very Irish movie. It takes place in Ireland. Yeah. And he's like, don't talk to me ever again. And every day that you talk to me, I'm going to cut one of my fingers off and give it to you so you can remember that you did this to me. That's like, whoa. There's a lot to like about this movie and this and this trailer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the younger guy asks the older guy why... Why can't I talk to you? And he's like, because you're dull. Yesterday, you talked to me about all the weird shit you found in your donkey's shit. Yeah. And Colin Farrell goes, it was my pony, which shows you how much you were even listening. <laughs> <laughs> so it has its moments. Yeah. And then there's another moment where the family is sitting around the table. Colin Farrell has been told, you know, if you talk to me and cut my fingers off one, one at a time. Yeah. And then I think there's like another younger brother or at least there's some kid at the table who goes, don't you want to talk to him just to see if he's bluffing? I mean, one finger, he could still play the fiddle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think this this is also my trailer of the week. I think this looks amazing. And it also, um, like the thing I was thinking while I was watching the trailer was 
not like profoundly, like everything everywhere all at once or whatever, but in a, in a more subtle way, this is a pretty fresh, like I don't, I can't remember any movie like this. It's been a while since we've seen anything like this, for sure. I can't think of anything on top of my head, but I'm, I have seen, I have seen movies like this. I'm 100% sure. on board for this movie. Uh, this is a movie I would totally, totally watch, but I have a feeling it's going to come out and then there'll be something else and forget about it. Yeah, we're going to play it and let it, that's for sure. Cool. All right, so you ready to move on to our trailer? Please. Our trailer movie review? All right. This week... We reviewed Obule Train, starring Bradley Pittenstein. Bradley Cooper Pittenstein. Yeah, Bradley <laughs> Cooper Pittenstein. <laughs> Brad Pitt, I have to say, I, oh, I forgot to put on my list, but I also, I put on, I can't really say I watched it because it just had it on TV while I was doing other stuff. I watched Ocean's Eleven the other day. Mm. For a second there, I thought you were going to say you hadn't watched this movie. No, no, I watched this movie, okay. and um, I, I just can't get enough of Brad Pitt. I mean, he is so good. Yeah, you know who can get enough of Brad Pitt? Who's that? Shania Twain. <laughs> because if you look at the movie Ad Astra, and this is something I saw this week that I thought was hilarious, he's an astronaut. He's Brad Pitt, and he drives a Corvette. Those are the three things that don't impress her much. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty impressive. Yeah, right. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So anyway, getting back to the movie, David, oh. that we're trying to review. Yeah. The Bullet Train stars uh, Brad Pitt mm-hmm. and is based on a book written by Japanese author Kotaro Isaka. And it was directed by David Leach, who I had to look up and was reminded when I looked him up. He directed one of my all-time favorite movies. Not, not. This doesn't ever make it into like my top five. I'm not calling it a lifetime, you know, all best. But Atomic Blonde is one of my favorite movies. I mean, that's one of the great spy movies mm. of all time. Um, and he directed Atomic Blonde and also Deadpool too. Right. Um, so we watched this movie, rated R for blood. Right. Yeah. Um, what'd you think? I loved it. I loved it a lot. I. It, it was like, you know, Guy Ritchie and the right. like, and like Snatch and yes, stuff. Yes, yes. Thing is that Guy Ritchie made these amazing movies, and at the time they like blew our minds, right. film wise. Right. And then subsequently, he's had a style that he's continued to do, but it's not continued for me at least. The movies are good, but they just don't wow you the same way they used to. I feel like here he's taken the Guy Ritchie style and modernized it. Mm. Just I don't know what he did to change it just a little bit. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more straightforward storytelling or whatever, but like that kind of the quick cuts, the multiple storylines that fold in together over mm-hmm. and over again. Oh, so this movie is great. Yeah. I, I also loved this movie. I have one little knock on it. Mm. And I don't want to say this out loud because I don't want to discourage anybody from seeing this movie, but um, the movie could have been 15 minutes shorter. 10, 15 minutes. Like at one point, like I thought the movie was kind of wrapping up and then there was another close quarters fight scene. And I, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Can we like, mm. like there was like, I, I loved this movie and I would highly recommend it to any of my friends. But 
that was one scene or one moment. Like I just have to be honest. Like I was in the theater watching it, and I was with two buddies, and uh, we were all enjoying it and having a good time. And two. <laughs> well, one of them, one of the buddies was my father-in-law. Okay. So yeah. Obligation. <laughs> right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and we all enjoyed the movie, and we all loved it. But uh, I just have to be honest. Like I felt like it was there was a little bit. It was a little bit long. That's all I'm saying. I did not feel that. How did you enjoy, I'm leading the witness, because I really enjoyed all the little cameos. Oh, amazing. So good. Yeah. this it, it, And Brad Pitt's acting was like top notch. Also, I didn't even notice Aaron Taylor or whatever his name is. Yeah. The guy from Kick-Ass. Yeah. He's unrecognizable and, and great in this. Um, I love the little like side shoot stories that they go on. And how they keep going back to him. Right. Uh, Did you notice who was in this movie? The star was Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. And there was a very small role played by Sandra Bullock. And there was a cameo by Channing Tatum. Yeah. Now, a couple months ago, we watched a movie called Lost City. Right. Which starred Sandra Bullock and, and Channing, Channing Tatum, Tatum with a tiny little cameo from Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Pitt. Like, so I just thought it was cool, like a nice little... Circular. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, like you sort of, it's satisfying to picture the three of them being like, like working on Lost City and then being like, hey, that was fun. Why didn't you come do a cameo in this movie I'm doing over here? Right. You know? Yeah. And and um, Channing Tatum is uncredited and Ryan Reynolds is also in this movie uncredited. Mm-hmm. Both uncredited, and Ryan Reynolds, of course, was the star of Deadpool 2. So that makes you feel like he was having coffee with his friend, the director. And the director was like, hey, you know what would be funny? We got this one character, and everybody hates him. His name's Carver. You should come in and be Carver. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's like one day work. You know, it was uncredited. Like, it was just cool. This this movie's so good, I even debated watching it again this afternoon. Yeah. Um, which goes to so when I said I had a strong contender for second movie of the year. Oh, okay. Spultrum. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I lo- I loved this movie. I thought it was so good. Wow. Yeah. Number two movie of the year so far. Yeah. All yeah. Right. That's what I'm, I'm. I'm sticking to it. Okay. All yeah. Right. So I I ex- very highly recommend this. The only downside that I had was it, it is pretty violent. Where do we know the girl from? Shoot, I don't know, but yeah. I had seen her. She in looks familiar. Before. She was yeah. great. Yeah, this is one of those ones that I was like, "Oh man, the action stuff is this be like a, a fun, like family view." And then I was like, nah. "I don't know if my mom can handle the violence." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Shannon is White Death. Mm-hmm. He was great. Yeah, uh. I, I when they said it was all based off a book, now I'm kind of like, "Huh." Oh yeah, let's I'd go like read check, that book. I'd like to check that book out. Yeah, Mr. Kotaro Asaka. One of the best. All right. So in conclusion, we are saying that this is the best movie I've ever seen. Yeah. This is the best movie I've ever seen. Or in David's case, second best. Uh, uh, hey, you want to get that? Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh this hey, year. Hey, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Listeners, notes, questions, answers, and long-winded comments. You ready to get into this? I didn't think there was anything long-winded about anybody's no. emails. No, it was perfectly length. I don't know what your attention span is, David, but I was able to sit and read and process, consider, reflect. Digest. Digest. Mm. Yes. Frodo sent us a all-time classic 
Frodo email. Yeah. Now, all of you write in, mm. and we do love all of you. Yeah. Most people write in like a blurb. The mystery gobble, a lot of times he doesn't even use a complete sentence. <laughs> but I'm not sure he's capable of complete sentences. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, which we appreciate. And, yeah. you know, sometimes Top Ten will send us a, a pretty good email with pictures of her dogs and stuff. And, yeah. You know, sometimes there's that. And the best sister of all time. She'll send us, is that her name? There's something like yeah. that. Everyone's favorite sister. Everyone's favorite sister. That's what it was. Everyone's favorite sister. She'll send us like a little paragraph about football or something and another great Bill Belichick story or something yeah. like that. Which I'm always like, I totally yeah. relate. <laughs> right. David totally gets those <laughs> yeah. references. But Froyo, she sends us these books. Oh my gosh. And like when I see an email from Frodo, I don't open it. Cause I'm like, I can't open this till I have a fresh cup of coffee. And like, I, I need to like, you can't just glance at Frodo's email no. and then chuckle and be like, Oh God, no. this podcast it, is it, fun. It, like, no, you need to like go downstairs, refill your coffee, empty your brain, you know, and be ready. And I love that she's started to cater to her audience and she knows how <laughs> one pendulum catch them right. needs pictures right. <laughs> to keep them reading. Right. And now her emails have great illustrations within yes, them. Yes. So so good. So walk us through this latest. She she covers everything from Warner Brothers shake up to Penn being smugly pleased, uh, which happens to be my favorite portion. <laughs> um, and an interesting take on last week's conversation about She Hulk. Yeah. All right. So of course we are uh, hopefully summarizing to a. Uh, appropriate degree, but there a lot of lot of things covered in this. But the, you know, you know, it would be fun. What we should another a different week. We should summarize your email like completely wrong, <laughs> <laughs> like totally. That's what she said. Right. So then Frodo said, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh man, I wouldn't want to upset her." Uh, I think it would be funny though. So uh, she commented in on the WB. HBO shakeup, which I don't know if you've been following. Whew, it's it's, only, it's, it's still playing out. Worse. It's yeah. still playing out, right? I mean, it's not uh, past. Ever, no, like so they, you know, they canceled to recoup. They canceled Batwoman, recap. Batgirl, yeah, recap, and uh, they canceled a bunch of TV shows and animation stuff. Right. But then on top of that, they had this like horribly misogynistic like outlook that they posted up of what the difference between Disney Plus and Discovery Plus was going to be, and it was like Disney Plus scripted scripted story. Wait, wait, lines. wait! Why are you saying Disney Plus? No, Disney Plus. HBO, HBO Max. Max. Sorry. Yeah. HBO Max. Uh, HBO Max scripted stuff uh, like superhero things, and then it said male audience, and then it said Discovery Plus reality TV shows, home and gardening, cooking, female audience, and then uh, the other thing was that it's like what timeline did like what era do they think it is because then they were like shows that we want to focus on highlighting and it was like friends big bang theory and uh 90 day fiance and or something like that and like another reality show and it was like all of these things are like old shows mm. like what era do they think right we're in that these are the these are the things that we want to highlight and and I don't know. It's just a shame because HBO Max was like one of the prime best streaming services out there. And it's just looks like it's going to go, go to crap. And then the next year or so they're going to 
merge the two. But beyond that, just in the industry in general, apparently it's things have gone really, really sour for WB. I know that the um, CEO for the DC side has uh, publicly said that he's considered quitting Warner Brothers just even over the Batgirl stuff. Um, so she says the WB shakeup is horrible for the animation side of things. And the lack of diversity as these companies merge is bad for the entertain- entertainment industry as a whole because we're not getting any kind of like new ideas or, or inventive things coming out uh, in general. And she really talked a lot about animation, the animation side of stuff. So, But then she also went on to say... Penn may be smugly pleased to know that the whole less I digress. Lest. Yeah, lest I digress thing. Which was my favorite part of last week's show. Right. That whole conversation had me laughing. Think re- Just when I would think back on it, I was laughing. Lest I digress. <laughs> uh, was entirely correct usage. Boom chakalaka. We can stop the show there but then she says intentionally uh, question mark i didn't like that <laughs> who's to say what's the expression even a blind squirrel sometimes finds a nut <laughs> <laughs> she says but uh i think what happened there is that david may have maybe has a different conception for what digress means because people often end tangents with the phrase but i digress so it could be interpreted to mean something like but i withdraw Kind of seemed like that was the misunderstanding. Mm. I just thought it was something funny to say. <laughs> <laughs> Deep thoughts with Ted. Right, right, right. I just thought it was funny to say it. Yeah. So she goes on to write Koiro's dismissal of the critiques of She-Hulk's design. Last week we spoke uh, pretty good length talking about She-Hulk and some of the criticisms around not just the CGI, but also the spirit with the model for which they sort of developed the She-Hulk character. Um, and Frodo thinks that the, the dismissal of the critiques is misguided because the criticisms they'd get if they went the other way weren't the same types of criticisms. So in other words, um, it's, it's sort of one of those things like, oh, if you, if you upset this group, then you're, you know, if we did it the other way, we'd just set, upset this other group. That's what they were trying to say right. about the design of the, the She-Hulk. I think the question was they modeled her after Olympians as opposed to weightlifters. Right. Was that, or bodybuilders. Yeah, and it was because of the sex appeal is what she was harping at, and that the both groups were male-centric and not like right. female-centric right. Uh, to what the female audience would, would care about yeah. in general. Yeah. Does this change anything for you in terms of, like, are you still, I am, I'm still psyched for She-Hulk. And I'm curious, Frodo, like, how do you feel? Like, that's an interesting observation and a valid point, a good point. Does it change your enthusiasm for She-Hulk or is it just an interesting observation? Uh, It doesn't change my enthusiasm for She-Hulk. However, my eyes were definitely opened by some of the stuff she was saying. And especially something that I just, I guess I just didn't put enough thought into or notice but how, I mean, I knew the size difference between Hulk and She-Hulk was different, but she posted one screenshot and I was, I looked at it and I was like, oh snap, like, I, that's like huge. Like, it's like both of them landing, doing like a superhero land. Yep, yep. And I was like, she looks really tiny, mm. almost like a normal person and she should look bigger than a normal person. Right. 
seven feet, nine feet. Yeah, and I guess the uh, um, thing there was a more on that on the internet. I don't remember if she posted it or not, but it was like a it was like a picture of a tweet where somebody was complaining about it, and the via the v, someone from VXS VFX replied and said that how they were constantly told to make her smaller hmm. and and to to like decrease the size of She Hulk. Interesting. So. Ah. That's no good. Yeah. All right. Then well, we also heard from Jeff this week. John? Jason, Jonathan? Jeff. Jason. Jeff? Jason? Joe. Joe. Suf. Well, we heard from him this week. He said, can we change David's last name and then the show's name? <laughs> Nothing. No big deal. No big deal. No. No big no. deal. The pen and paper would be a great title for a podcast. <laughs> it would be. It would be. If the podcast was on like, oh, I don't know. Writing, writing, yeah, and not movies or like penmanship, right? You know, anything like that. Imagine having a podcast named Pen and Paper, and and it was only about speech. <laughs> it was yeah. about like underwater basket weaving. You're right, right, yeah, yeah. But I, I do. It is an interesting turn of phrase. Yeah. If only I had met somebody named Paper. You know, true story. I'll tell you a true. You're going to think I'm making this up, mm. but it is a true story. Also, Penn's not your last name, so... Right. When I was a kid, I would get made fun of constantly for having the weird name Penn. Mm. True story. And one of the things that my massively brained bullies would come up with is, Hey, Penn, where's Sill? Are you going to be Pencil? Where's Sill? Hey, Penn, where's Sill? <laughs> right. And it's just like forged in my head. Like I can just hear a little third grader or sixth grader or whatever, like saying this. And um, anyway, fast forward some number of years, and I have this idea that I could build a movie theater in northern Lancaster County. Mm. Let it, right? So I'm, I'm exploring this idea. And one of the things that I did, it, the first question that you have when you have something like that is, if it's such a good idea, how come nobody else did it? Right. right. So I started exploring and educating myself. How come nobody else has built a theater in, in Lidditz, for example? And in so doing, I met a guy who said, oh, I don't know anything about movie theaters, but a friend of mine is a minority owner of this other local movie theater. And I'd be happy to introduce you to him. Oh boy. And his name is Sill. <gasps> and so I met Sill. I found Sill in 2004. Yeah. Low those many years later. Whoa. And he turned out to be one of the best guys I've ever met. He was a mentor to me, became a friend to me, a little bit older than me, not much, just a little bit, and but way more experienced. And he was incredibly generous with his experience. And you know, the deal was I'd go and we'd get lunch. And, you know, I'd always end up having to take my lunch home because he'd be talking and I'd just be writing notes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> taking notes. And, and I learned an incredible amount from him. And I just always found some sweet justice mm. that all those bullies that asked me, where's Sill? I finally found him and he helped me build Penn Cinema. Now, if only we got you a pet pig. Right. Pig Pen. That could be Pig Pen. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that one too, David. What? <laughs> I know it's hard no, to believe. No, 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 no. I gotta be the first. You gotta be the first. Yeah. Yep. yep. All right. But well, luckily, I was a nice, neat, and tidy little kid, so nobody ever thought to call me Pigpen. Dang it! Dang it! <laughs> All I've, right. I've never been neat and tidy a day in my life. <laughs> for those of you that don't know me. <laughs> 
What are you doing? What's going on with you outside of the theater? Okay, so I have some opinions to share. Mm. First of all, I rewatched. I said, mm. <laughs> first of all, I rewatched The Dark Knight Rises. Wow, and was and was reminded, yeah, that it is seriously amazing. Amazing. I mean, this movie is off the charts good. Yeah, everything about it is good. I also watched on Netflix, mm-hmm. Gray Man. Oh, is it good? It's good for what it is, okay. which is a TV movie. Okay. Like, if that movie had played in a movie theater, you would have been disappointed and hated it. Uh, but I was folding laundry and doing other stuff, and the movie was there, and it was fine. Right. Like, it was it was fine. Um, now, here's where I have my opinion. Oh, boy. I finished Stranger Things. <gasps> And you know, over the last few weeks, how excited I've been about Stranger Things. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm all, I'm like fully invested. Yeah. I, I'm like organizing my day around finding time to watch another 20 minutes of Stranger Things. Right. So everything works out and I have a block of time to watch the conclusion, mm-hmm. the very last episode, two hours and 21 minutes. Right. And everything is going fine and I love it and it's great. But I will just say the buildup to the finale is better than the finale. I am right there with you. Yeah. Um, I felt the last 30 minutes of the finale took all the steam out of the season. Yes. All of it. That's exactly how I felt. It It was this huge letdown. There was no, nothing interesting, no twist. Oh, and by the way, he's not dead. He's just injured. Yeah. It was like, it was all building up to something. And then they're like, well, let's do one more season. Yeah. Now they're saying the next season is supposed to be the last one, but man, and I, I mean, this this season was amazing up until those last thirty minutes. Yeah, but I boy, com- did those last thirty minutes ruin it. Yeah, I completely agree. And there were some incredible moments where, like, when they thought Max was dead, I was crying. Eleven was crying. Lucas was crying. Yeah. You know, there, there was some powerful stuff, and there was some great comedy, and there was some great. Characters. I mean, we loved getting to know Murray, you know, more. Mm-hmm. But like you said, you know, you said it perfectly. Like that last 30 minutes just took all the steam out of the whole thing. Right. It really just, it didn't build me up to a cliffhanger where I was like, can't wait to see what happens next. A cliffhanger or or like a twist. It, it, it built, instead of building me up to, for excitement for season five, it made me go, eh. Yeah. When it comes, it comes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, that's what I've been doing. What have you been doing? Well, I, like I mentioned, I watched everything everywhere all at once again. Uh, oh, you I, had already seen it? I was, yeah, well, maybe once. Yeah, or twice. Twice, or three or four times. Uh, the Sandman came out on Netflix, and I watched the first episode of that. And I'm curious to watch more because The Sandman is one of those stories where I've read the comic, I've read the novelization, and both of them I've been kind of like, I don't really get it, like why people like this so much. But I like the show. Okay. So far. All right. I like. I get this. Okay. A little bit more. So that's my that. So what are we doing next week? Well, we have three choices. Unless you wanted to rewatch Top Gun. Mm. This weekend in IMAX, we have uh, Top Gun. People have been writing me consistently asking for Top Gun back in IMAX. Mm. So it does come back, and actually. Um, I'll share some details next week, but Paramount has announced there will be uh, special content 
at the end of the show, and there will be a new batch of mini posters to give away. Uh, so you can stay tuned to our Facebook page for that. So Top Gun is, gets the big IMAX re-release. E.T., as we referenced earlier, comes back to IMAX this week, but I guess you've already announced how you feel about that. Uh, we also have the new movie, Fall, which is about the two girls that climb that tower, mm-hmm. which you did not seem excited about when we reviewed the trailer. Mm-hmm. And we have the new movie, Mac and Rita, which you did not seem excited about when we watched the trailer. It's Mac and Rita about? It's uh, Diane Keaton. She's old. She's like 70, and she gets paired up with like a 30-year-old, and it's like a drama comedy. I have an idea. Talk to me. Okay. Because the week after this, we're probably going to watch Beast, right? Yeah. Right? What if... This is outside of our warehouse. Oh, wow. This is but little... I, I was going to suggest we do a double whammy of the, the week of Beast. Okay. But what if, since this week is pretty light-handed... Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know if you're really passionate about any of these. No, I'm not. Okay. What if this week, we take a step out of the theater, and we watch Ghost in the Darkness? Where is that? You have to watch it at home. Okay. Uh, or rent it, or maybe... I don't know what how packed things are. If we okay. want to do a screening here of okay. it. Okay. Or whatever. It's an amazing movie, but if you've seen Ghost in the Darkness and you see the trailer for Beast, you're like, oh, are they trying to remake Ghost in the Darkness? Mm. But it's not the same, but it's the same. Okay. It's based off a true story. Okay. And it's absolutely amazing. And then... And then we can compare, we, after we watch Beast, Right. then we can be like, which is the better Lion movie? Yeah. What do you think of that? I'm totally down. All right. So Perfect. We'll, Perfect. We're going to watch Ghost in the Darkness this week, starring Val Kilmer and Martin Sheen, I think. Just for the record, mm-hmm. I will also be watching E.T. and IMAX. Oh. I'm excited well, for that. Everyone needs a nap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next week, we're going to watch Ghost in the Darkness. Look. If you want to be a part of the show, best way to do that is go ahead and shoot us an email, podcast at pencinema.com. That's right. Our new email, podcast at pencinema.com. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to take part in conversation. Yeah. Or head over to Facebook and make some comments over there. It's you know right over to the side. <laughs> you, you can, you'll, you'll see it. Side exit. Yeah, side exit. Uh, but if you want to support the show, mm. what's the number one way people can do that, Penn? Well, David... <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Summer's winding down. Mm, you know, and that it is. a lot of people are gonna ask you, you and all of our listeners, mm. for a little uh, book report, a little summer report. Yeah. What'd you do this summer? How mm. was your summer? What'd you do? Yeah. And so what what you could do to help the show, you know, usually the people who ask you what you did this summer, they're not people you like. Right. Cause the people you like We're know there. they know what you did this summer. Yeah. Or they're trying to kill you because they, they know it. what you did last They did it with you, too. right, yeah. or they know what you did. But, okay, yeah, whatever. That's a, that was a movie joke, That's man. a stretch. I made a movie joke. I made a movie joke. I made a movie joke. <laughs> right in the middle of the vibe I was trying to yeah, create. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thanks yeah. for that. No problem. Stepped right in it. Yeah. So the people who ask you what you do this summer, right. by very definition, are not people who are worthy of knowing what you did this summer. <laughs> Uh-huh. Right, right, uh-huh. right, right. Yeah. So what we want you to do is when somebody says, "Oh, hey David, what'd you do this summer?" Yeah. Which the only correct answer, I listen to the Penn Cinema podcast. And then we're like, "That it? What else more do you need?" Right. Exactly. What do you? Ta- of course, that was it. What are you Clearly talking about? You yeah. don't listen right. to the podcast. Right. You know. Right. If yeah. you know, you know. 
Right. Which obviously you don't. Right. 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 And if people don't talk to you. (laughs) If nobody asks you what you did this summer. Yeah. Just tell a friend. Tell a friend. Because clearly everyone's your friend. Right. Because they were there. Right. So they know what you did this summer. (laughs) Right. (laughs) By this logic, it all fits together. I made a movie joke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is that what that was? I it was. S- I see. I, okay. I did it. I did yeah, it. Yeah, you were it right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's the highlight of the show right there. <laughs> All right. Well, once again, I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. Take, Take care and party, party on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.